This is Alex. And this is James. And you're listening to the American Toffee Podcast. Salutations, brethren. This is Alex, joined by, as always, James. I want to die. No, I want to die. No, I want to die. (laughs) Well, either way... We just sat through uh, about two hours worth of, of, I'm not even sure what. It was just really annoying, really unfortunate. I want to say that I didn't see it coming, but I did. And, and to top it all off, we now got a red card for Seamus Coleman, so we won't be able to feature in two weeks after the international break either. Yep. Um, this is a game that there are quite literally no positives that I can think of to take away from it besides the performance of Yeri Mina, without whom we probably would have lost four or five nil. It was that bad, as bad as anything we saw under Sam Allardyce, as uninventive as anything we saw under the towards the end of Roberto Martinez's reign, as poor as the start of this Ronald Koeman second season. It has reached a point where I think it's a tipping point where there's, at least in most of the other games this season, there were glimpses. We created significant chances, very little fight from the team today. You saw Richarlison walking around, very little movement off the ball. Players look disinterested. Um, I don't, there's, this is the most negative I'll probably be. Is I've been yet, since Marco Silva has been manager, I've been a proponent of giving him time. But based on the start to this year, there seems to have been no carryover from the momentum we generated at the end of last season. And I don't see how he can possibly turn this around. Yeah, that's pretty much how I'm feeling. As you said, I really don't like to be too negative because it's really easy to hop on any social media platform and if you, you could have 10 wins in a row and then you lose one and and, and the world is just going to fall apart. But in this instance, you know, it, I don't even I don't even know that it looks like the players maybe aren't buying into Marco Silva because it seems like maybe they still kind of are. I think they just are not on board with the current style of play, the current system in which obviously is not working. We're not we're not getting shots off. You know, the big takeaway f- for me from today's match, if you if you paid attention really closely to Luca Dean and or Alex Iwobi, if you saw them crossing the ball into the box over and over and over again, they legitimately looked like they did not believe anything was going to come from it. Like like that motion crossing the ball into the box from the left-hand side legitimately looked like they were just doing it to do it because they were told to do it. Yeah, and it was a great deal of what felt like going through the motions. Players unable to string three or four passes together, misplacing long balls. We came out with a strategy to just hoof it up to Calvert-Lewin, which again just reminded me I was having deja vu from the Sam Allardyce days because that was our primary strategy. And to your point about the players not buying into the tactical plan, I think it's hard to buy into something that we've been trying over and over again and has yielded little to no result whatsoever. And I think, you know, I feel like we're, it's deja vu recording this podcast and, and at times it feels like we're saying the same things over and over again and we record the same show over and over again after these losses and I've been thinking like maybe it comes down to us, like, you know, maybe we're not being inventive enough. But then I think, no, you know what? The This falls on the players because you could go back and listen to any one of our losses or poor draws earlier on the season and hear the same themes come up. This team looks like they, I, I don't, 
the fight was there for short spells of the first half. But again, I mean, it was a very physical game. Burnley actually pressed pretty aggressively to start and they didn't settle into that low block until probably 20, 25 minutes into the game. And you could tell just from the way they were pressing on the counterattack and turning things around that we looked very shaky. And I mean, our text back and forth, right when that corner was conceded, I texted you and said, I know exactly what's coming. And lo and behold, we're down to 10 men. We can see a corner played to the back post, no one marking him. And from there on, it was just, I mean, I barely could stomach having the TV on as I disinterestedly looked at my phone for the remainder 20 minutes and half watched as I just, there was no hope whatsoever that we were going to put one um, in the net and equalize. Yeah, I was actually, I, I was extremely blown that you called it. Um, I kind of hated you, but at the same time, it was just, that was the most interesting thing that happened to me during the match <laughs> was a text about the match. But, uh, you know, to your point about the press and the low block, it was interesting because, you know, we started off the first 10 minutes and all it was essentially, it felt like just goalkeepers, you know, swapping possession. And the reason for that was because Burnley were, were essentially, it, it was borderline like man marking our central midfield out of the equation. And so because of that, you know, our fullbacks are not going to advance too far because, you know, the center backs are going to need someone to pass to. And then time and time again, over and over again, it's just going to force us out wide, which is again, I mean, that's it almost, I mean, it feels like that's kind of what, what, you know, Silva wants us to do anyway. But I remember specifically looking at an instance in the first 20 minutes or so in which Gilfie Sigurdsson was hanging out closer to the right-hand side to form a triangle um, with, with Richarlison and, and Coleman. He was the only player anywhere near the attacking third in the center of the pitch. And I, I kid you not, he was surrounded by seven Burnley players. He was surrounded in like a little, I don't know, like a little oval, right? And so, as we said, I mean, it was always going to be a struggle playing through the middle. And here we are again, kept playing it out, playing it out, playing it out. And it just, same song, same dance, actually, unfortunately. And uh, unfortunately... I really don't see a way ahead. Now, the interesting thing about the corner was the fact that the the commentators on NBC kept saying over and over again that the far post is the biggest issue with zonal marking. And then immediately after you texted and, and saying, here it comes, exactly it. Swung the ball into the far post and it was in the net. And this was a game that was marked by, I mean, an overall failure of the squad to really show up. Um, and you can give Burnley credit for the tactical setup that they chose and how it put us out of the game. But at this point, you know, it's been done enough that teams just know what we're going to do and they know exactly how to stop us and they know exactly how to beat us, especially the sides that we are better than on paper and that we should theoretically, as, as any fan would tell you, f- we feel that we should be winning these games. And this was a must win for Marco Silva. <sighs> I think we're both on the fence about whether we want him to remain at Everton, but just the the squad did him no favors today. I mean, Fabian Delph for large stretches of the game was absolutely shocking, horrible long balls, nowhere near completing or finding a man. Uh, Michael Keane alongside Yerry Mina looks a completely different player than he did with Kurt Zuma last season. Clearly, Yerry Mina is a better player, but I don't know if it's down to communication or whatever. Luca Dean even played probably a dozen crosses in today and not one of them was remotely near anybody. Um, Richarlison again had very little impact, had a few moments where he showed up 
and did a neat little dribble move. But again, the end product knocked there. Alex Awobi did try to do a lot with the ball at his feet and it it came to nothing again. You know, Calvert-Lewin, I mean, you just go down the whole squad, right? Like no one really stood out. Morgan Schneiderlin, how he retained his place in the squad remains a huge question for all Everton fans. How we can't just try something a little different in that position. If Marco Silva truly has that little confidence in Tom Davies, then I don't think that he's really the man to take us forward. And his inability and refusal to change, I mean, that's what did in the last three managers. And I think that's what's going to do him in as well. And I know that's a lot and it's very negative and I haven't really let myself slip to this point in some time, but that was a truly miserable way to start my Saturday. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I think a lot of the fan base were excited when we when we hired Marco Silva. Obviously, Everton's board went to great lengths to get Marco Silva, the whole fiasco with Watford, and, and then he ended up subsequently getting fired from Watford. And it was really against all odds for him because right when we signed him, all the press talked about was his record at Hull and then at Watford, you know, both in uh, specifically because those were the clubs that he managed in England. And then last season, our biggest talking point or, or the press's biggest talking point was conceding goal after goal after goal from set pieces. We ended up shoring it up and then we went on a fantastic run. And I think all the fans were pretty much top of the world at the end of last season. But, you know, something that almost feels like it preceded our start to this season is I think back to that really terrible deflating loss against Fulham towards the end of last season in the midst of of those wins against all of those uh, quote-unquote top teams. And maybe that just kind of patched it over. I mean, you know, we showed a lot of fight and aggression and, and, and some quality against City last weekend. But again, we face a team that, that bunkers down, which is unfortunately, you know, pretty common in the Premier League and English football in general. And we cannot handle it. And the players looked uninspired. I, I personally, I don't know how he turns it around. I actually, I personally think he'll be given another month, you know, and unless things get really dire, then, then I think he will, he will go at that point. In my opinion, I think he should stay at least through the end of the year, assuming that we're not in, in a relegation fight, which we could be at the moment or very soon because we're sitting in 17th as, um, as, as the records would have it as of, you know, the middle of the match week, essentially. But I just... I don't want another manager. I'm tired of hiring new managers. Now, someone on Twitter made a good point, and that was Marco Silva is not actually Marcel Brand's guy. Marcel Brand's as director of football, you know, he has free reign over who the manager is, um, you know, scouting and signing signing players, obviously, in in accordance with, you know, the manager's not permission, but preference as well. And so it would be interesting to see what would happen if slash when Marco Silva is let go, who Marcel Brands might bring in or might look to bring in. But again, I just, I'm torn because I want Everton to perform well. We have such a good squad. I don't want players leaving at the end of this season because of how bad we're performing. But, you know, I also don't necessarily want to see another manager come in after a year and a half. Just kind of, that's a lot to unpack. But going back, I think, I think you might be remembering the appointment of Marco Silva with rose tinted glasses a little bit because I, I don't think that fans were particularly excited the way I remember it. I think we were all very skeptical and, you know, optimistic given the context under which he was hired, which is replacing Sam Allardyce. So pretty much anything is a step up from there. But yeah, I mean, the media harked on his performance at Watford and Hall because of how 
poor it ended up ending. And it looks like we're headed down a similar path. So I don't think he will be given till the end of the year if it continues down this this path. I mean, we're, we could be in the relegation zone, I believe, if Newcastle pick up points. And so completely unacceptable for a team that was expected to push for the top six. And we look like a relegation side right now, frankly. And so I, I don't think, I think if it's not this game, then the next loss, if it doesn't immediately turn around, then he's gone. And I think with the timing of the international break, um, the board and Marcel Brands have a very interesting decision on their hands, because if you are going to pull the plug, this is probably the best time to do it because you, then you have two weeks to get a new manager in and get some training sessions in before we have to jump back into the Premier League season. It's a fair point. It's just the most disappointing part of this entire ordeal over the last two months is the fact that we knew, we thought, I think a lot of Everton fans thought that we had a fantastic shot at aiming for the top six this season. You know, Chelsea had their transfer ban. Manchester United didn't look very strong coming into the season, but now it feels like there are even more opportunities. I mean, we watched Spurs look even, well, I won't say worse, but just as bad losing 3-0 to Brighton this morning. Arsenal midfield defense looked terrible. And so you, you take all these factors and you're thinking, again, once again, we have an opportunity, a very, very good opportunity to break into the top six, to cement ourselves and get there. And then that'll help with, with player acquisition moving forward and that sort of thing. Lo and behold, here we are having a very, very, very poor start to the season with more talent than we've had in, in who knows how long. Yeah. And those thoughts that we all, I think we all, you're right. We all had those thoughts of what could be, and it's always the case at the start of the season. I think at least for me as an Everton fan, where you just have these you definitely put the cart before the horse and you think, oh, we made all these great signings. This is the year we finally kick on. And you completely, you're like, oh, you know, last season was last season. This is now like decades of Everton doing stuff like this and letting people down. And we get our hopes up no matter, even still, we get our hopes up. We allow ourselves to do it. And now we're faced with the reality of this is going to take some serious this is going to have to do a, a, a complete 180 if we want to finish in the top half this year, much less push for any position amongst the teams You know we're talking about. And, and it is all the more frustrating when you see teams like Leicester and teams like Norwich picking up points in big games and teams that have a coherent and cohesive style of play. And that's kind of the most frustrating thing is that Marco Silva has now been here over a year. And there's the identity that he's instilled, if any, is completely ineffective and you know, pinging in crosses all day long when you've got players that aren't even in the box waiting for them. It, it just it kind of blows my mind and continues to blow my mind. And again, like I said earlier, teams have just found us out and they, they don't really seem to be afraid of us. And we are not imposing any kind of fear into the opposition at all. It looks very, very uh, routine for them to to shut us down and prevent us from getting even any clear-cut opportunities and probably the one today that fell to Alex Awobi just I mean I didn't have really much confidence that he was going to be able to finish it and it's dark it's a dark time to be an Everton fan there's no ifs ands or buts about it uh there's no real way that we could even begin to sugarcoat this performance because it was again just a continuation of the worst parts of what we've seen this season and completely abandon anything good that we have brought to the table so far this campaign well if you it's dark man watching the performances we did, our condolences. Otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in as always. 
Please check out our Discord if you haven't already. The link, our link to the Discord is is on Twitter on our pinned tweet. And up the toffees. Thanks for tuning in to the American Toffee Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at USA Toffee Pod to stay up to date on the latest episode releases and Everton news. And we'll see you guys next time.